Yo, 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 what's up? This is Romeo Marquez Jr. Thanks for tuning in to episode number six of Superstar Success University. And today I am super duper excited because we're going to have a conversation with superstar entrepreneur, my good friend, Raquel Quinette. You ready to do this, Raquel? Yes, I am ready. So Raquel Quinette understands the importance of constantly pushing yourself to bigger heights. She is a wife, a mother, and an award-winning entrepreneur and team leader, winning more awards than I could count. In 2012, she was recognized as one of the top four agents for Keller Williams Realty International, as well as being recognized by the Wall Street Journal as one of the top 400 residential real estate sales professionals nationwide, ranking her at number 53. All right, so I just read a little piece of who you are. Tell us a little bit about who Raquel is and what you do. I am a girl that was born in the Bay Area, moved to Arizona. I've been doing real estate for 14 years now, and I am a wife, a mother, a team leader that operates a team out of Phoenix, Arizona, Chicago, Illinois, and we're getting ready to launch in Manhattan Beach. Well, you just all over the place. you in one place, California. but all over the place. and so i really believe in the power of personal story because i believe that personal story connects people and so my question to you is what was it like for you growing up growing up obviously i said i'm from the bay area i um you know i had parents that came here and migrated here from the philippines um we all were in one house and that meant there were bunk beds in every single room including the garage i had my dad's family and there's a family he comes from a family of 12 so growing up our house was definitely full and in our culture i'm filipino so we all live at one place and everyone (laughs) kind of saves up to buy their own home Um, And then they slowly start moving out. So I always had uncles, aunts around me, plus my parents that, you know, worked here in America to try to make it for us. Wow. And as you were growing up, middle school or elementary school or high school, when did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? (laughs) I probably knew at a very young age. And the reason why I say that is my parents, after my dad uh, retired from Bechdel, he was an engineer. He opened up his own business, um, which was a video store, and we worked there um, at the age of, you know, I was nine at the time, <laughs> and so we'd go to school, uh, we'd do homework, but we weren't doing homework at home, we were doing homework at the business. Like, we walked from school to the business, did homework, and then kind of worked till 8.30, that's when we closed shop, and then kind of did it all over again. My father was the first to run a business in our family, and I just absolutely fell in love with one day I'm going to own my own business. And I think as time passed, um, I, you know, slowly started getting jobs. And I think my senior year, um, I remember having my cotillion, and they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a CEO, and everybody around me with what is a CEO. (laughs) Ahead of the game. You ahead of the game. That's right. (laughs) And I said, basically somebody that runs a company. And so I feel like right now I'm at that point where we're running multiple, you know, teams throughout the country. And I'm really excited about it. I'm very passionate about it. And I'm passionate about growing others. 
Yeah, because I, I just want listeners to know that it was like right after high school because we went to the same high school. She was already <laughs> like doing her thing. Like I'd be driving to school and I would see her have like billboards on the back of school buses, not school buses, but city buses. I'm like, how does one person do that? Like, and it takes, you know, effort and energy and obviously, you know, a profit to make that happen. And I'm here, I am just taking an English and math class and here she is <laughs> doing her thing. So I, that honestly, that really opened me up that in order for you to make things happen, you just got to make things happen. And so I just want to let you know yeah. that that really inspired me. And so was real estate your first business? Real estate was my first business, and I was doing it while I was in college, also working in cellular phone sales over across town in San Mateo. And I happened to basically watch one of those shows while I was going to college, saying that basically you can flip properties, you can get rich by being in real estate. And so for me, it was kind of by default. I got into real estate, getting my license thinking that I was going to be an investor, not a real estate agent, but an investor. And I didn't know that once you pass your real estate exam, every broker actually wants to hire you. And I didn't know at 18 that you weren't going to get a paycheck. (laughs) I thought they hired you, you you had a job. No, you actually had a license to hang and you were going to make something of yourself or you were going to drown in the business. And at that time, I started in Union City at a company called ERA, and it was was probably the biggest at the time in that small city. And Romeo's right, you couldn't go through Union City without seeing Raquel (laughs) (laughs) on the back of a bus, (laughs) because our town was so small. Everyone knew each other. My family owned a business there, so... You know, let's just capitalize on that and just go on all the buses. Right. right. <laughs> so real estate was kind of by default, and I remember telling my parents that I'm going to take time away from college to do real estate, and they were not for it. And so me being very stubborn and trying to find my way through life, I said, I'm going to make this happen. That was probably my motivation. When someone tells me no, I'm going to say watch me. I mean, to find a way to say, let's make this happen. Such a powerful thing to think about because sometimes the no can be discouraging. It's like, no, forget it. They're right. I shouldn't do it. What, what am I thinking anyway? Right. And for you, it just became motivation to move forward. So that's powerful Absolutely. stuff. And even in my own environment, um, when I started in real estate, a lot of our friends, you know, we went to the same high school. So our friends' parents were realtors. Um, and I remember Cheryl Zerbano, a girl that I went to high school with, her dad was in my office. Uh, Mark Miller's dad was in my office. They basically said, what are you doing here? And that pushed me and propelled me even more forward. I think in my career going, you know, age is nothing but a number, but I'm going to make this happen. And I don't care if you think I'm too young to be in the business. I'm going to make a difference in this industry. Wow. And you... <laughs> You definitely did. You definitely did. <laughs> and where did you get this mindset? Where did you get that drive? You, you talked about personal story, and I think I, re, I relate it to a personal story. When my father basically had separate rules for me, being the only girl, um, we got our report cards, and I remember I've got two brothers, and I remember that C, which is average, was okay for my brothers to have. And if they got B's and C's, it was great. But if Raquel, there was a point where Raquel got all A's and a B. 
and he said it was unacceptable. And I think growing up with that, you know, trying to make him proud, going, um, that's not good enough, I'm going to prove you wrong, is where I think the start of my mindset became. Because anytime that anyone said you couldn't do it, and being involved in student government, sports, I was like, let's just take it on. Let's see what Raquel could fill her plate with, and let's see how much she can get done. You go, girl. You're just rocking. I love having this conversation with you. And so from California, young rock star, young superstar, you know, hitting the real estate industry. I know you moved to Arizona. Is that correct? Like, why? I did. Uh huh. So why did you make that transition from California to Arizona? Did you see something that a lot of people didn't see? I look at life as, a, you know, especially the fact that my parents came here from the Philippines and was able to provide a better life for us. And going back home and seeing some of my cousins in poverty, I look at life as every day, everything, every situation, every person you meet is an opportunity. So the decision to move out of my hometown, because all I knew was Union City. Um, I went to school there, preschool, elementary, middle school, high school. I stayed in the same city. I knew the same people. And my kid um, at the time was 18 months. And I had investments in, because remember, I got my license to be an investor, <laughs> and not a real estate agent. So, you know, my, after my first year, I started buying properties. And one of our properties was in Vegas and um, in Phoenix. And I knew that probably Vegas was not, as a mother, was probably not an option for me to raise kids and to look at Phoenix. And so I said I was young enough even though I was really scared and I had a ton of fears of moving outside of my comfort zone, I said, let's, you know, move to Arizona, to Phoenix. If it doesn't work out, uh, we can always move back to the Bay because we've got family there and we've got friends there. And so I think it was a big move for us because I had been in the business eight years, had a great referral business, also owned a mortgage company. To give that up and start all over was a huge step out of my comfort zone. Wow. Yeah, I really love how you just said moving through your fears and moving into the unknown because sometimes when something becomes unknown, we don't even want to step into that light. And so you stepping in there just obviously created greater opportunities for you, even though you didn't even Correct. know that, right? I didn't know that. I didn't know anybody here in Phoenix. We didn't have family here. So... It was a huge step for us to even start all over. I mean, both my husband and I didn't have jobs. All we had was an 18-month-old, and we were just going to make it happen. And so, as you know, I'm really into positive quotes because they help me, you know, lift my spirit and have that positive mindset. What is some of your favorite quotes that you like to live by? Okay, Romeo, I have a million quotes, <laughs> and I love listening to lots of things on a daily basis, but there's probably one that I say every single time to my kids and, you know, my eight-year-old and my four-year-old now, they both know it. Um, when I drop them off to school, it be a leader and they finish it off with even when nobody's watching. Uh, say that one more time, please. Please say that one more time. <laughs> be a leader even when nobody's watching. So, I think the most important thing as a mother, it's not about, I think confidence is one thing, but I think if you can teach your kids leadership 
at a very young age, they will make their own decisions from right and wrong. And I think that even when nobody's watching, that means that they're a good person at all times. I mean, because we could be, you know, in front of people and doing all the right things, but who are we and how do we show up and how do we show up behind those closed doors? Exactly. And I love it. I use it all the time. Every time I speak, I always end with it somehow it comes in conversation. So it's interesting to see when I do speak at different conferences, you know, and you'll see that sometimes on my Facebook, they'll say, you know, I thought of you, I saw this video, be a leader, even when nobody's watching. And I think it applies to everybody. Totally. Yeah, that applies to all aspects of life, whether it be Mm -hmm. being a mother, an entrepreneur, a businessman, an employee, and so on. And you can make a difference with just your actions and not even know it, how it affects everything around you. I used to be in the mindset of just like thinking it's going to happen. I want it to happen, but I'd sit back and watch other people make things happen. But I realized in order for you to make things happen, you really, really have to take action. You do. You do. I don't believe that you can think something. I think mindset is one thing, but I don't believe that you can think something and sit on your butt and do nothing. I definitely think success or whatever you're trying to accomplish takes hard work. If, If it didn't, then everybody would be doing it. What are some of your favorite books or audios that you like to listen to? Okay. My favorite book that I always recommend people and my mentor, um, Darren Hardy, wrote this beautiful, amazing book. And I can't wait till my kids get into high school because I'm going to make them read it. It's called The Compound Effect. I know that book. I love that book. Why do you like that book? I think it applies to so much in life, whether it's your relationships, whether it's your job whether it's your family, it's the little things in life that you do every day over time become a, take a huge and massive effect. For example, like working out, if you do it a little bit, you don't have to go hard at it and then go into the gym for a week and then be on this diet plan for a week and then give up because you're never going to see the results. And I think that's why people give up. But if you did something every day, that focused on diet and exercise, you would see the long-term effects. Same thing with relationships. Divorces just don't happen overnight. I think there's a, a number of steps that have happened over time for you guys to fall out of love or not be connected as a couple anymore. I just told somebody this earlier today that having those little successes will equal the bigger success and every little thing or every little step counts. Absolutely. You are so right on for real. So speaking of being a mommy and working out, and I know a lot of people ask me this, even though I'm not a mommy, I'm a godfather. (laughs) I'm going to be a soon to be father. I mean, not anytime soon, but sometime in the future. (laughs) So what do you, how do you create balance in life as a top producer, as an entrepreneur, a wife and a mommy? I think it takes discipline. I think you have to, number one, wake up with a great mindset. Um, I think that you need to know and figure out what are your priorities in life and how can you balance those things. So for me, I wake up at 4 o'clock. That's just the way it happens. I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. I go to the gym. And then after the gym, I come home and I cook breakfast, make lunches for the kids because I still am a mom. (laughs) The kids don't do it on their own. And then, you know, I kind of start my day after I, I bring them to school. And then at that time, I know I'm in work mode. I'm in entrepreneur mode. I've got to make a difference 
whether it's buyers, sellers, investors, my team, my staff, I've got to show up. And even if I have had a bad day, something that I tell myself is I still have another job after a bad day, and that's to show up for my kids. You know, it's, it's not their fault that you've had a bad day. You've got to show up as a mom, and you've also got to show up as a wife. And so I've got systems in my life because I do have, um, I don't have a chef. Mm-hmm. I would love to one day, but I do have <laughs> systems that make it work where we, I actually cook on certain days to basically get through the week, get through practice because my kids are in sports right now. So to get through practice and get through homework, I think it's all a matter of being selfish with your time. When I'm at work, you won't see me messing around. I'm at work because it's time away from my family, my husband, you know, my kids. So I'm totally focused at work. And when I'm at home, I'm at home. And I I make those boundaries. You know, my staff knows, my clients know, I won't take on any client that's high maintenance. I mean, these are my boundaries. I'm a wife first, a mother, and then business. It's God family business for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of goes in that order and sticking like I said, to that schedule and having people around me to support that world or that environment that I want to create. So I've got coaches and mentors and I've got my staff that I have got to be accountable for and my team. I noticed that you said uh, you have systems that you do in order for you to create these great successes in your life. Uh, and, And you used cooking as an example. Could you describe that and talk a little bit more about that? to expand on that example because I'm all about systems Absolutely. and my systems could be out of whack. And this is just a great <laughs> reminder for me on how I could, you know, fix up my system, my software. Okay. So I, on the weekends, um, will do family things. I don't work on the weekends. I mean, it will be very rare unless I'm traveling to a conference, but for the most part on the weekends, it's family time. Sunday, if it's during football season, you know, we'll watch football, we'll watch things together. But during that time, on Sundays and on Wednesdays, I cook several meals. I'll meal plan Sunday morning after breakfast. I'll go grocery shopping, and I'll have both my ovens going, everything on the stove, (laughs) and there will be two or three meals that I'll cook because that will last us till Wednesday, and then on Wednesday – I cook again, and that lasts us till Friday. And typically, Friday or Saturday, we go out as a family. Sometimes Thursday, we'll go out as date night without the kids. And I think that's really important when you're trying to maintain that love, that relationship, you know, and that freshness. I think sometimes we forget, and people get too involved with work, that they forget their companion, their significant other. And I think it's so important to me as a wife that my husband is constantly loved and that I make time for that, and that is that shows up as a priority and not work first. Right. And it just comes back to what you value. You know, you said God, family, then business. And so for those of you that are out there, you know, wondering what, what should go first, just ask yourself what do you value and what, what's, what really is important to you, and then just go off of that right. because everything will lead into the greater picture of things. See, and I think you bring up such a great point that happened so early on in my career I wanted to go, I guess, you know, like I said, I'm very stubborn. And so when I was growing in, up in the business and also growing up as a woman, I saw so many women in my industry. If you look at most of our top agents, a lot of them are divorced or they brought their kids 
to work till eight, nine o'clock, you know, and they would be sleeping on their office chair, mm-hmm. not having a childhood. And I made a point that if I ever had the opportunity to get married and have kids, that I would not make that a habit. So it was something that I saw early on in my career mm-hmm. as a fear. And I made sure that no matter how much business we had, that my priority was going to be my family over money. I, I could totally relate to that because when I'm speaking and I'm traveling here, I'm traveling there, I come back home and I'm like, I love helping and inspiring people, but I really love my family. You know, and some <laughs> of us may not have family, but it's the close ones that we love. Like, who are the important people in your life? And, you know, having those date nights or spending that quality time with them is so important, too. So I like how you said that. Yes, absolutely. And knowing that you have teams all around the world, around the nation, I'm just going to say around the world. I'm just going to assume it's around the world in different countries. Very soon. <laughs> like, how do you how, how do you keep your team motivated and talk a little bit more about what your teams look like just so the listeners out there get a good picture of what you're working on. Okay. So the reason why we opened up multiple team again was by accident. There was a need to go into other markets and there was an opportunity and we could not pass up that opportunity. So my immediate team is obviously we're home based out of Phoenix, Arizona. I've got uh, three people on staff. What's the company again? What's the company? It's Keller Williams Realty. I work for Keller Williams Realty. Right. But we operate the team under the results group. And we are one of the top teams in the country. So I'm definitely proud of that. And I think that we did something right early on, especially not knowing anybody and being only in real estate out here for four years. And to be, you know, one of the top in our market, to be one of the top in our industry, I think we did something right. And I think it all boils down to talent, mm-hmm. having good people around you that make you look good, obviously, and having talent and keeping talent mm-hmm. and having that vision, you know, for your people. Because I think not only do you have to find talent, but you've got to create a world that's so big for them. And this is something that I learned, a lesson that I learned within this past year, is knowing your your staff, knowing your team members, and knowing what they want out of life. I think that was a big game changer for me on our businesses throughout the country. How do I keep them accountable was, your, I think, your question, yeah. was you all have to cast a vision. And you sometimes, I'll meet people, and I will go, you know what, they're so talented, we're going to do business together. I just don't know how or when, but I know we're going to be in business one day. Mm-hmm. And so that's how some of these teams have formed was I met somebody, there was a need in that market, and I said, we're definitely going to be in partnership together. And sometimes I think that some people don't believe in themselves, um, and so you also have to find that talent for you to believe in them, and sometimes that's all it takes is knowing that we're better together in partnership than separate. So let's create this massive team, this massive world, you know, whatever it is. And I think knowing my team members on a different level this past year has made all the difference in my business. Knowing that they care about you, care about them. And you look at, um, I just came from Miami with Darren Hardy's mastermind, and I was surrounded by 20 top entrepreneurs in different fields, Mm -hmm. 
um, hospitals, you know, healthcare. And what I've learned was uh, we studied Apple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not about being the smartest person like Steve Jobs. It's having that environment of people around you that love your product, that love your company, that love being around each other because they're going to bring your company to something that you could not even imagine. A team is far better than you by yourself. And that's why it relates to sports. If you've got a good coach with a good vision and you've got decent players, I think you can win any championship. I mean, I just think there was Mm -hmm. one Olympics where we had a top, like lots of talent, but we had a bad coach. Mm -hmm. And we had probably the best of the best in the U.S. And they couldn't win anything. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. think the team that you surround yourself, the people you surround yourself um, in life is going to carry you forward with a lot of things, with things that you did not even imagine possible. Again, you hit another great point. Like talent is awesome to have, but it isn't talent alone. It it's doing things no. together, having that team and the vision is like key. Like if you have this specific vision and you know where you want to go and you're doing it together, then we're on to something huge. But if our visions aren't aligned, then it's not a match and therefore things don't happen or we don't produce the results that we want. So thank you for bringing right. that up. So, as you know, I just wrote the success messages and part of the mission of the success messages, you know, changing the world one message at a time. So my question to you is, what's your message to the world? My message to the world is you can be anything you want to be as long as you have the right mindset, the right support system, and don't let anybody, anybody tell you no. I think that no leads to a yes, and nobody else should determine your end result or what your vision is. You know, if your why is so strong that it will carry you forward versus anybody telling you no. There will be doors that will close, whether it's your job, whether it's your relationship. Sometimes you need to take a step back and go, you know what, this is why I do what I do, and that's strong enough, and nobody's going to tell me no. Beautiful. Man, I just feel like high-fiving you, girl. You're just like just rocking with some wisdom. I'm telling you, you're, you're not just going to create one book. You're going to create like a series of books. <laughs> so in episode number three, my boy Ritus talked about the power of why. He said, your why should make you cry. Like it should be. Oh, that. I love it. <laughs> it I love strong. it. Because yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel like crying in the morning at four o'clock. But, you know, your why is so big enough. And it's so strong that it makes you jump out of bed and, you know, get your day started. And so to wrap this up, what is your why? My big why is making a difference no matter how small it is and being the best wife, mother that I can be to create a legacy for not only my family, but for others in my industry and others around me. You go, girl. I want people to recognize your journey and see all the great things you're working on. So where can people find you or follow you on social media? Or for those that book speakers, where can they book you? So I'm on Facebook. It's facebook.com real estate Raquel um, would be where you would find me. And I'm on Instagram under Driven Raquel. I'm not on Twitter. I am on Twitter, but it's more for business and I don't. I have people that manage that. Mm-hmm. So I and I don't get the whole Twitter thing yet. <laughs> Me too. There are people that are like masters at it, and I'm, I still don't get it. But it is definitely an art in itself. 
yeah, so if you send me a message, you know, or you follow me on Instagram, you'll know where I'm going because I'm always traveling at least once a month to awesome places. And um, send me a message if you want me to speak. Awesome. Is Do you have a specific website that people can visit as well? Yes, I do have a website. It's www.countonresults.com. That is our real estate website. So if you know anybody that is buying, <laughs> selling, or investing in real estate around the country, around the world, let me know, and I'll definitely connect you to the right person. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much, Raquel. I appreciate you, your heart, your, your spirit, and just the love for helping other people. It really, again, inspires me, and I just it's really an honor to have you as a guest here. It is my honor, Romeo. I am so motivated. You are like a mentor to me, and I love, love, love your energy. <laughs> And I tell everybody, if I could wake up to you listening to your stuff <laughs> every day, I think my results would be times a thousand. <laughs> oh, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon, girl. All right. Thank you. Bye. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us here on Superstar Success University. It was a real gift to have Raquel on here, and hopefully you received some amazing wisdom from the amazing Raquel to elevate your life and business to the next level. Some key points to remember in this episode are have the right mindset and support system to help you move forward, know what your team wants and what they want out of life, identify your values because your values create victories, don't let anybody tell you no or let them determine what your vision is. Develop systems in your life to make life easier. When you're at work, focus fully on work. And when you're with family, be fully present with your family. And lastly, be a leader even when nobody's watching. Oh yeah, and the book that Raquel mentioned is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. If you found great value and inspiration in this episode, please feel free to share it with friends, family, or colleagues because it could be the exact thing that person needed to hear today. Also, I would love it if you could write a quick review for this podcast as I'm trying to build up the ratings to ignite and empower more people all around the world so that they can reach their full potential. And if you would like to stay updated on brand new episodes and receive tips and tools to elevate your greatness, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash superstar success you. That's the letter U, facebook.com forward slash superstar success you. Or you can opt into my website at www.romeomarquezjr.com. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. Keep believing, keep loving, and remember to be a leader even when nobody's watching. It's time, it's time, it's time. Peace.